Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1992's Deep Cover, directed by Bill Duke and starring Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Oh, I haven't seen that one. You know, it's it's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was surprised at how good it was. I had avoided it for a long time just because I knew that it was like based that that the TV show had come out of it, Alice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I thought, well, it, it couldn't be as good as other Scorsese stuff, and it definitely is is not my favorite of mm-hmm. his films, but um, I still liked it, and Ellen Burstyn is still really good in it. Uh, there there's some problems with it, but you know. It's just those problems have just been like, you know, time passing and we have different attitudes now. Yeah. You know, one mm-hmm. of those things. I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. So it's definitely a recommendation yeah. to people. Yeah. It would be a good thing to to watch. Okay, cool. I watched Do the Right Thing, man. There you go. And I'll, I'll admit it. I had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And it was one I was so ashamed of never seeing. Sure. And boy, oh boy, man, it it is a great film. Yes, it is. It deserves all the praise it gets. And... uh this is one everyone must watch, I believe. Uh, a nice hot day in Brooklyn mm-hmm. at the pizza shop uh, where uh, the the crowds get riled up. It's pretty damn good. Yes. And it's uh, Spike Lee uh, at his finest. I agree. Yeah, I uh, definitely recommend that movie. It's so freaking good. <laughs> Entertaining, funny, deep, dramatic, really good stuff. Electrifying. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's intense. Uh, so now let's talk about Deep Cover, Dave. Sure. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? So um, there's a guy who is uh, like working as a cop, and he, he wants to do good in the world. Mm-hmm. So he takes an assignment to go undercover and infiltrate a drug cartel. Mm-hmm. I know that this sounds... Um, and you've, you've heard this plot before. Uh, in There's plenty of movies based around this. There's, I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's so like, you know... When, when, when you're getting into it, you're 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 saying to yourself, "There's no way you're gonna like show me something new in this story." Mm-hmm. But this movie actually does accomplish it. I think it does do something a little different than yeah. most of them. Yeah, um, I think it shows both sides of the coin better than lots of these films do. Right. So uh, that's something that's really got going for it. So uh, Lawrence Fishburne is the guy we're talking about here that goes undercover. Uh, his name's John. When he's yes. undercover, but I think his real his real name is Russell Stevens. Russell Stevens, okay. Mm-hmm. But we just we'll probably just call him Lawrence Fishburne from yep. here on out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, what that's, we usually that's the best do. way to do it. <laughs> so he is forced to go undercover, not forced, but he takes the assignment, uh-huh. and uh, he has to infiltrate. There's like a whole pyramid. They have to. He has to try to get to the top, basically, right, uh, or get somewhere. Guzman uh, is at the top of the pyramid. Yes. Um, and then his nephew is Gallegos, and then the guy mm-hmm. that they're doing business with is uh, Barbosa. Yeah, Bar- not the not the pirate Barbosa. Yeah, I, it, but... <laughs> it came to my mind immediately. It was like yes. And David reports to Barbosa, right? Yes. And then, and then reporting to him is Eddie, and Eddie's kind of where he starts his his work at. Right. Um. So <laughs> Eddie is just like this small time kind of dealer. Uh, he's a distributor, right? So he's like giving it to the people who sell on the streets, uh-huh. right? So, yeah. So that's his first target, Lawrence Fishburne, who he's been around drugs his whole life, but he's never done drugs. Mm-hmm. He's never had a drink of alcohol. This has to be such a hard job to fake. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? I, I totally. I mean, he he grew up around these kind of people, though, so maybe he knows exactly 
how they are. Right. So that that's where he comes in. And who's the uh, who's his superior? The 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 DEA. Yeah. Head. I can't that's, remember his name. That guy's name is Carver, and he's played by Charles Martin Smith. Okay. Yeah. He's good in this movie too. He is. He um, played Toad in American Graffiti. Mm, um, mm-hmm. way back mm-hmm. when, and yep. he's, uh, he was also in The Untouchables. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pretty good actor, and in this movie, he's a real shitbag. Yeah. And uh, he is telling Lawrence Fishburne kind of who to target and stuff. And he's kind of, yeah, he sucks. Yeah. His interview question at the beginning is kind of like, well, okay, dude. I mean. He, he's using the N-word. Yeah. Interviewing people, so. And he does yeah. it three times because mm-hmm. we see, like, different candidates come in and. and it's a bad uh, question. Yeah, it is. He's got something that no person has any business asking. And The reason he's asking that is because he wants to see how these people react. Yeah. Because he needs someone who reacts a certain way. So he has a reason for doing it, but it's still shitty. Of course. <laughs> Come on. I know. Uh, yeah, so... Have you seen this movie before, Dave? This is my first yeah. time seeing it. I okay. had seen it. I had seen it late, late one night about ten years ago. Okay, <laughs> was it on like television? Somewhere? Yes, it was. On, it was on. Uh, t- t- it was on uh, AMC, I believe. What made you pick this movie? Well, um, because th- there's, I-, I like all the actors in it, uh-huh. of course. Yeah, and also w- we had received an email from a listener named Donna about a few months ago. Oh, and, yeah. And she had she had mentioned this movie along with some others as possible suggestions. Yeah. And even though it's not listener request month, we're, we're I always keep in mind, right. you know, when people like, you know, send us suggestions, I'm Me just too. like, OK, well, maybe we can work it into the rest of the program. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a uh, a semi dudes on demand week. Oh, it's a half one. Yes. So now we got all the players kind of set up. So. Right. Yeah. And the, the players once John or sorry, once Lawrence Lars Fishburne. Fishburne and his credit is Lawrence Fishburne in yes, this movie. Yes, he's now Lawrence. He changed. Exactly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so once Lawrence Fishburne begins his um, undercover work, he's doing a lot of small-time dealing on the street. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's weird because he, he looks like a cop. He looks like an undercover cop. He kind of does. <laughs> and, and, like, I mean, anyone on the street would spot this guy, you know, like pretty quickly as, look, look his jeans look brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, the jean jacket he's wearing looks brand new. Mm-hmm. He's freshly shaved. He's got a really neatly trimmed beard. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not look like a street person. Mm-hmm. And what I like about the film is that early in the movie, in a half-joking way to where Jeff Goldblum doesn't believe him, he mm-hmm. says, I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're acknowledging... That that this situation, like it gets better as it goes, yeah. but at the beginning, like everyone at the street level would immediately sniff this guy from pretty far away. Right. So he gets in with Eddie, and Eddie's always high out of his mind yes. and running his mouth and doing stupid shit, which you would expect, right. in a movie like this. So uh, you got to have one of those guys. <laughs> so <laughs> so he uh, gets in with Eddie, and then. That's his way up to Jeff Goldblum. Right. So he's playing his cards so that he uh, kind of takes over for Eddie. And Eddie keeps fucking things up, and he becomes a rat. And <laughs> uh, then Barbosa hears about it and kills him, you know, which is an awesome scene. It is a really great mm-hmm. scene. I mean, like, like, and this movie's pacing is unlike what we're used to. It's pretty good. You know? I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, 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 like, this scene, it doesn't come out of nowhere. You kind of, like, know leading up that because... Like Eddie sets up Lawrence Fishburne to um, he like gives him away to the cops that they're mm-hmm. they're planning this bust, and Jeff Goldblum surprisingly represents 
uh, Lawrence Fishburne in court out of out of nowhere. He it, yeah like, steps in for the public defender. Turns out he's a lawyer, mm-hmm. um, and he's like got a nice house in suburbia, and and he doesn't look like a criminal. No, not at all. Um, he looks like a a, a member of society, mm-hmm. high society. And when he steps up and and defends Lawrence Fishburne, he's very surprised. Gets him out, and then because they set up a sting on yeah. Eddie and Lawrence Fishburne, right? And it was fake drugs. It was just like over the counter shit. It was like baby powder or something. Yeah, like that. It, it was something it was, that yeah. wasn't drugs. Right. And so he gets the charges dropped because it wasn't even dr- drugs. Right. So uh, this was his way of testing Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna rat us out? No, okay, that's good. Yep. And then we get to the meeting with Barbosa and all, all the upper guys kind of here. Right. And Eddie's there. And I think, is it is it Barbosa who says, like, everyone here except one of us isn't a rat? Yeah. Or something like that. Yes. <laughs> and, and then things get intense with Eddie. Eddie is played by Roger Guinevere Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Malcolm X. Yeah. He's he's in Do the Right Thing. Yes, yeah. he's a good actor. He is pretty good. I've seen him in like eighteen movies like this month. Oh I feel yeah, like I've seen him in everything I've watched. <laughs> he was in Oz too, and I remember seeing was like, oh that's yeah. that's the guy that's Rudy he, from Malcolm X. He was like a general in some movie I watched really? recently. Yeah, okay. like he's just everywhere. Yeah, well, good for him. Good for Roger. <laughs> yep. He's working. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're meeting at this pool hall and they're they're talking and they're building up this tension and Eddie knows they're gonna kill him. And then he stabs Barbosa with a fork. That was <laughs> yeah, unsuspecting. <laughs> I didn't think that would happen. I know. And they're all, they all just are like, "What are you doing? It's a joke." It, really? It's a joke. He's bleeding from. I mean, yeah. like, there's blood on his shirt, and he's like, "It was just a joke." And Barbosa's just he reacts how you don't expect him to react from right. that. He's very calm, and he's gonna kill him anyway. But he stays calm. Like, I just got stabbed by a fork, but whatever. This is fine. <laughs> And then uh, they start to kind of make Eddie leave. Like, get out of here, man. Go sleep it off. Yeah. And then he un- unscrews his pool cue in half and then uh, comes up behind him and whacks him in the knee. Right. And then the beating commences uh, in the face, in the, the forehead, the the chest, everywhere. Yeah. He's laying on this pool table. It's like his slab here. And uh-huh. he's, he's going down. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh. he's go- they're, they're preparing him for the morgue. And... And after he does it, after Barbosa finishes with beat, with uh, killing Eddie, he singles out Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. and he's he's taunting him. Yeah, have you, you know? seen anyone die before? Yep, you yeah. ever killed anybody before? Mm-hmm. And Jeff Goldblum starts nervously telling this story about when he was <laughs> at summer camp. I like that part because it's like that doesn't that's different. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> I mean, yeah. th- the rest of the guys are shaking their heads and they're going, what is he, where is he going with this? Because it's just like this uh-huh. rambling, you know, when Jeff Goldblum tells a story in a movie, uh-huh. he's yeah, usually right. looking down and he's talking very fast. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, man, it, it really, really works for this character. It's a, it's good Goldblum. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then he, Barbosa says you should kill somebody. It's in, it's, you know, an exhilarating yeah. or, or something. Mm-hmm. It's empowering. Yes. Something like that. Uh, and he, he actually asks uh, Lawrence Fishburne something, too. And he says, uh, I think you made your point. Yes. Which uh, was like the perfect response to say, and it makes Barbosa really like him more. Yep. Totally yeah. satisfies uh-huh. him. Lawrence Fishburne does everything right in this movie, for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not surprising because he he's uh, he's he's come to be even early in his career he came to be depended on as that guy in in a in a film as an actor yes yeah mm-hmm. um, he he was uh, for the most part playing authority figures 
and he was believable as one because it looks like the kind of mm-hmm. he, he looks and sounds like the kind of person that you would respect in any world in any world. He's made a career of playing this role. Yeah. You know, you could say he's been typecast as this. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's been good for him. It <laughs> has. And that's why I'm also glad that we did King of New York, because we got to see a completely different Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, that was cool. You know. That was good. Uh, yeah, because you usually see him like, well, he's in The Matrix, you know, yeah. or, or um, Boys in the Hood. Right. Those kind of roles. Yeah, seeing him kind of crazy is nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now uh, Lawrence Fishburne is moving up in the drug world. And things are getting a little more crazier. Yeah. And he wants to become a partner with Jeff Goldblum, I think. He does. Uh, And there's this other drug dealer in the neighborhood named Ivy, I believe. And he's always quoting the Terminator, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) He kills this dude in the street and says, hasta la vista, motherfucker. Does he say motherfucker? Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He kills that when he kills that 12-year-old kid. Yes. Yeah. And, uh. This is this huge jacked dude. I can't remember the actor's name, but dude, he's got one of those big, greasy yeah. ponytails. It's a Freedom Williams haircut. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And uh, so Jeff Goldblum and Lawrence Fishburne realize we've got to kill this guy. Otherwise, he's going to kill us. And if we don't take care of it, no one's going to respect us anymore and we're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So Lawrence Fishburne now has to go kill somebody in cold blood yes. to keep his cover. When I love the scene... When Lawrence Fishburne goes to the restroom to kill Ivy. Yeah. It, James T. Morris is the actor, everybody. Okay. So he goes there, and Ivy's taking a leak in the corner, like, urinal, and he sees in the mirror that Lawrence Fishburne's behind him. And we've been following Lawrence Fishburne walking through this, like, club into the bathroom, and he locks the door. And as he gets closer to him, he gets more and more nervous, and you can just see Lawrence's body just, like, reacting to this fear and uh like how unsure of this he is and once he takes this step there's no going back it's a really good choice mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. by Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. to play it as i'm really scared about this he's terrified and you can see in his eyes how scared he is uh-huh. and ivy sees it too yep and it's like he's not even afraid he's like you should have popped me in the back and now it's too late, man. And he pisses on his shoes. And he comes up and he's like, what, you want to suck it? Yeah. You want to drink? And he pees on him. Yeah. Oh. I mean, because he has, he, he he realizes this guy is not. He, he, he's I mean, not who he thinks he is. Exactly. He's not who he acts like. Yeah. He's not tough. He's a fake. Yep. Yeah. And it takes, I guess, every piece of courage he can muster mm-hmm. to get the gun out and fire. Man. Um, and <laughs> it's his only move, really, because like Ivy is going to. Not just shoot him, probably. He's mm-hmm. probably going to drown him, you know, like yeah. in, in, in a toilet, in, in a or, toilet and, or and he's going to torture him before that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing he can do just to survive. And, and when he does shoot Ivy, he's still terrified. Mm-hmm. He goes home and he's shaking and, mm-hmm. he, and he, he's like trying as hard as he can to get the, the blood off of his hands. It's I, I, I like that touch of even though this is a cop, there's 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 there are cops who maybe have never drawn their gun. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. if if they're just working a traffic beat or whatever like that, I mean, like, and now this guy's pushed into like, mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone does undercover work. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't know either. You know, it it started to really remind me of cruising. Yeah, I know. Uh, like, how deep are you willing to go into this? Yeah. To, to complete your your goals here. Yes. You know, you have to sacrifice so many things to make this happen, and for who? You know. an agency yeah which we find out later the movie kind of takes this way of you know the agency wants this to happen 
oh wait, and now they want something else to happen. We changed our mind because of this political game we're playing yeah. with these high-level bad guys. Yeah. We're not here to stop it. We're here to mold it into the shape we want. So considering <laughs> if that was the case, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, there's all this other dirty shit going on, and now you may have to deal with post-traumatic stress disorder for the rest of your life mm-hmm. because you were undercover for three years as a street-level and then higher-up drug dealer, mm-hmm. seeing things you never thought you'd see and doing things you thought were unthinkable. Um, mm-hmm. You're ruined for life because someone used you as a pawn. Yeah, definitely. And uh, he, he even says later, like, I'm out there ruining lives now. Yep. I'm out there selling drugs to kids and moms, yep. you know, pregnant ladies. And I'm good at it. Yeah. And it's like he said, he says, uh, all my virtues or all my faults will become virtues when I'm undercover. Yes. And it, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So all these things he has that he hates about himself, he's allowed to blossom in this other world. Right. And he's good at it. <laughs> and yeah, that's why he was picked for it, though, because they knew he'd be able to do it. I mean, when they, when I, whenever they pick you for some kind of undercover assignment like this, yeah, they have gone through your psych profile and they've 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 questioned you and they've they they know everything about you to like how your skills would translate to this other world mm-hmm. uh, because you have to be believable mm-hmm. and uh, you have to after fitting in, you have to be able to do things that uh, cops shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and uh-huh. um, yeah, the other part the other part of the partnership between um, Jeff Goldblum and Lawrence Fishburne is Jeff Goldblum has a ambition in the drug world yeah. about like legalizing cocaine in a way. He wants to create this synthetic chemical mm-hmm. version of cocaine that would not be illegal. Right, it'll be legal. It's a different, you know, polymer chain or some yeah. science word like that. <laughs> <you know? laughs> right. I know it's not right, but it's a different kind of molecular structure which makes it not cocaine. Yeah. So it'll be legal. And it's completely synthetic. You make it in a lab. You don't you don't have to grow, import, trans, transfer across borders. You don't mm-hmm. you can do it anywhere. If you subscribe to the supply and demand argument of like drug use and drug sale, I I don't know how I feel about it. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that drugs are a menace, obviously. Yeah. But I also understand when someone else makes the argument about like, "Hey, I'm just providing a service." I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's technically a true statement. Right. So, if you could like actually manufacture something that is not technically illegal, it's still unsafe Mm -hmm. and it's still going to kill people and it would still like wreck lives. And, you know, this is not a uh, helper to society, you know, to, to, to do what he's trying to do. This is the same thing, just different. Yep. That's all it is. Um, And this is what kind of drives Jeff Goldblum's character and Lawrence Fishburne wants in on it. Mm hmm. Uh, as the cop, he wants in on it to get higher up into the, the pyramid of things, I yeah. believe. But ultimately, it becomes he's kind of interested personally now, uh, which is where the movie kind of goes. Right. Because once he finds out that is it Carver, the his yeah. his, his DEA boss, boss mm-hmm. finds out like all this, you know, that he's just playing them like a game of chess now. And uh, they're not really concerned with helping people. Uh-huh. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne decides, you know what? I'm going to just quit being a cop and I'll be a drug lord. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> I mean, a cop. I didn't see that coming. I didn't actually. either. That, that and that that was what I referred to earlier about like the 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 actual original take on this 
story we've all heard before. Mm-hmm. I mean, a cop who decides to become a drug lord in order to fight the battle our elected officials are afraid to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a bold move. You know, it's a good move. I like yeah, it. I do too. Um, and Jeff Goldblum becomes. So Barbosa is going to kill Jeff Goldblum now, right? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, and you you referenced the scene um, earlier, the the one that we really enjoy, uh, mm-hmm. where it the tension between Jeff Goldblum and Barbosa is kind of born out of. I uh-huh. mean, there was the there was the whole thing where where Eddie was killed, but then there's this uh, Gopher's birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they said it was his birthday party, I was like, "What? Are you really? That's hilarious." <laughs> there is there is one. <laughs> dancer in the background dancing doing doing some of the weirdest stripper moves i've ever seen and i think she starts in a nun's habit she does yeah. yes <laughs> and she's almost like just doing like like chair exercises yeah yeah it's not even really dancing no it looks like old person fitness mm-hmm. and um and it's just going on out of focus in the background yeah it's it's definitely a 90s cop movie <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely yeah, what's that's happening exactly. here. Exactly, you're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the sex scene—that's definitely a '90s oh, cop wow. movie, dude. We'll get into that certainly. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> but yeah, and then this happens, and he ends up breaking David's hand. Uh, they they play this game of like like bloody knuckles, yeah, bloody knuckles or something. Uh-huh. And like Barbosa, by the way, looks like Groucho Marx. <laughs> I mean, he seriously does. He, does. he looks like a busted Groucho. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, he ends up breaking David's hand, and I think in the in that moment, like David tries to be strong. Like you said, we're gonna do four rounds, not three. Even yeah. though he's gonna quit early and quit punishing David early. Uh huh. And then he's like, "All right, fine." And that's when he like breaks his hand, re- like for real or whatever. And he was Barbosa was was being very personally insulting to to Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. like at the table. Yeah, um, it's an, an early '90s movie. Exactly. So it's <laughs> it's just all over the place, flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is like he's revealing what his character is, which mm-hmm. is like he's not a he's not a um, a businessman who sometimes has to take care of things. Mm-hmm. He has no qualms about like like treating someone this way. And in one of the the best moments I think of the movie. Jeff Goldblum is like getting more and more agitated. Then they play the bloody knuckles game, and mm-hmm. then they show him at home sitting yes, with his wife. I agree. She's she's saying, "Let's get out of this game." You know, this is not right. She knows he's what he's doing, and she asks him what he wants, and he says, "I want my cake and eat it too," which is great. I love that line. <laughs> I want white privilege and to be a drug dealer, and I want the world to know how smart I am. Yep. Yep. You know. <laughs> I mean, so good. it's like, <laughs> and he's just like, he's staring off with, with like that, that no blinking. Like, yeah, he's crazed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I it, mean, it's good. I know. And he reminds you of how many like rich, successful men are secretly sociopaths. Yep. And I love it later. Like at this point, he's kind of transformed. Yes. He's going to kill people now. He's going to be the tough guy. Right. And uh, later in the movie... They're, they're dealing drugs with, like, I don't know who it is. It's uh, Latino people. I think that's what they actually say. Yeah. They, <laughs> they probably call them the Latins. They do, exactly. Okay, okay yeah, sure, dude. Uh-huh. This is a great movie. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, he's like, you, you all know there's no Latino, there's no black, there's no white. There's only the rich and the poor, mm-hmm. and we're all rich, so let's be friends. That is, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, I, and... You know, like that 
that dialogue and that speech, Mm -hmm. like, it's hard to picture anyone but Jeff Goldblum saying it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if they'd picked another actor for this role... He is this guy. Mm-hmm. He, he he totally embodies the, this this kind of original character. Yeah, I mean he he's he's my favorite part of the film. I agree. I think he's my favorite. Yeah, I, don't, I like his character a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just so original. And and it, we we've seen before in movies like this with this story that there's like some some sort of like powerful businessman pulling the strings and and they don't ever uh, do anything at the street level. But this one kind of, you know, takes a, a different turn. Mm-hmm. We talked about Jeff Goldblum's transformation after that scene where he says he wants to eat his, have his cake and uh-huh. eat it too. When he shows back up, he's dressed completely differently. Dude, he's in like this leather duster. Yeah. It's, and his hair's slicked his back. His hair's slicked back. He's wearing, <laughs> and under the duster, he has like this low-cut tank top. Oh, yes. I mean, he looks good. He wants to show the chest hair. I mean, you know, and he wants to show that that chest uh, that that you know developed Jeff Goldblum chest. is fit as a fiddle. I mean, that guy is jacked. He's like, I think his body is just bone and muscle. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He's got really really wide... long bones. Yes, he's he's <laughs> his torso looks like a martini glass. Uh huh. You know, it, it's it's just really wide shoulders and mm-hmm. the smallest waist you've ever and, seen. And the way he walks, his his hips wiggle a little. Oh yeah. So you see. That shape. <laughs> you see it. <laughs> and he's six foot six. <laughs> yes, he's a giant. <laughs> he's the skinniest, most muscular I know. little giant ever. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a unique dude. Yes. And and when he makes this transformation and becomes totally crazed, uh-huh. um, it's what drives it is they they know that um there's a there's another dirty cop who's on just the LAPD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarence Williams the third plays the one cop who's like you know talking to uh, Larry Fishburne quite a bit. Yes, and then there's an the, that guy's partner. It turns out he's dirty and he's in with the um like the cartels. Okay, and okay. he needs to like make a bust to please his superiors. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Barbosa and says you know can you can you give me anybody can you can you help me set somebody up and Barbosa gives it away. He gives away uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Says we're gonna meet him at this spot and do some kind of drug deal and I'll wear a wire. Mm-hmm. So Lawrence Fishburne tells his superior about this and says, you know, you have to step in and stop this. And he goes, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So that's when he decides to break, disobey orders and take care of the thing himself because he wants right. to continue being a drug dealer mm-hmm. and, you know, get to the top guys. Yeah. So they they go to this meeting on the dock or something. It's in a parking lot. It looks like Twin Pines Mall. Yeah, yeah it's a parking lot. That's yeah. right. It's not, we're not at the docks yet. Right. That's the end of the movie uh-huh. as per, you know, the checklist. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> oh man. So they're in the parking lot and they're meeting up and they're going to, I don't know what their plan is here. They're selling drugs to each other, but they, uh, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is trying to warn Jeff Goldblum and the, the, the lady who's with them, she's the... Victoria uh, Dillard's character. Yeah, yeah. Betty, yeah. yeah, Betty. Mm-hmm. She's also the love interest of both of them almost. But yeah. it's really Lawrence Fishburne. I know. But, uh, so they're all going. Lawrence Fishburne knows they're all going to get killed. So he gets out of the car after telling them this doesn't feel right, you know. They, he gets out, and then he pulls a gun on Barbosa and finds a wire on his tie. And now Jeff Goldblum and Betty are like, oh, no. And the, and the cops start coming in, and they get in a limousine, and the, the four of them, Barbosa and uh, Lawrence Fishburne and the other two, mm-hmm. go. They're trying to leave, get away from the cops, and the whole time, Lawrence Fishburne's driving this limo to get away from the, the police force, and Jeff Goldblum's in the back with a gun at Barbosa, just spouting off stuff about right. how it's his town now, or so, yeah. stuff like that, you yeah. know, and I'm not weak, this kind of stuff. 
and he starts shooting Barbosa in the hand. You know, it's a little tit for tat here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is where he kills Barbosa. He doesn't kill him though. No, he shoots him in the butt. <laughs> And it flies like, out the car. It is the craziest thing. He, he's <laughs> he's telling him while they're while they're going like in a high speed chase to open the door and uh, jump out. That's yeah. how you're gonna die. Get out of the car. Get out of the fucking car. They want says. him to jump out and then get run over. Yeah, that's what he wants to have. He keeps to telling him, "You better get out." And then he's, "I'm gonna shoot you again." And he just keeps shooting him in the limbs, mm-hmm. like telling him this guy to get out, and the guy won't do it. And finally, when he does, mm-hmm. um, on his way out, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum shoots him in the ass cheeks. <laughs> And he goes flying out the car, uh-huh. like like he shot a rocket up his butt. Yes, like, it's yes. not this pistol, dude. It this propelled guy, him. This guy had a twelve gauge. Yes. hit him. No, <laughs> this was just a little pistol. No, I know pistols can be strong, of course, but not this. He wouldn't fly out the car like this. No, no. But when it happened, I was like, yes, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Because I didn't expect him to shoot him in the butt cheek. Me neither. <laughs> like I, I, I thought there's who what? would do that. What just happened? That's hilarious. Yes. I love it. And then and then he gets up on his knees and then oh, is plowed by a police car. He gets it. Yeah. I mean this this guy He goes dude, this dummy goes <laughs> flying in the air. Groucho puppet. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. It was. It was a really good I, I out loud was like, "Oh man." Yeah. Like yeah. It was good. Because I I thought for sure Thank you Bill Duke. that he was going to like <laughs> drop and roll and yeah, like yeah. and like somehow be be involved in the ending of the movie, but uh-huh. no. He, he's just like, what Jeff Goldblum wanted to happen, happened. He goes, this puppet flies in the air. <laughs> like, oh, it's great. Yeah, it is. It doesn't look bad. I mean, no. We just, you you know it's fake because right. no real person could do this. Yes. They would be dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is not stunt work, everybody. Yeah, this is a puppet. <laughs> but it looked good. Dead yes. Groucho. Man. <laughs> And we, that's now, awesome. We we mentioned uh, Victoria Dillard's character Betty. Mm-hmm. She, she, yeah, she plays like an art dealer who is um like a front for for David's or mm-hmm. for for Jeff Goldblum's uh, like operation. Right, she launders the money. Yes, and I I think we should just talk well for a little while actually about her. Um, okay, because I think that like I first saw Victoria Dillard in Coming to America. Okay. Um, she plays one of Eddie Murphy's royal bathers. She's the one who says, the royal penis is clean, your highness. Oh, my God. Yes. So, in this movie, she is giving an excellent performance Yeah. as this character. Mm-hmm. She's pretty good. They gave her a lot of good lines, and she's delivering them expertly. Mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> yes. Uh, when the inevitable sex scene between her and Lawrence Fishburne happens. Yes. I can't watch. Check. Oh my god! Yeah. Check the box because it's in the template. <laughs> There's going to be a saxophone and or or just some kind of sexy music, mm-hmm. and we are going to see the woman nude, mm-hmm. and we're not going to see the man nude. Mm-mm. I mean, like there is no reason for this shot to be inserted of her taking off her shirt, um, because it's just there so that you can see this woman's nudity. Yeah, this is a a good actor <laughs> with dignity. Yeah. You know, and this is the this is the kind of role she gets. Yep, it's. Uh, I mean, and and I'm, I sh- I should say it's a good role, but this scene doesn't need to be there. No, no. You know, and I think this is something that's changed over time with how I feel about these things. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't bother me as much 10, 15 years ago. I bet. Yeah. But now that I've matured, I realize this doesn't have to be here. Yeah, because you weren't aware of it. It doesn't have to be here. Exactly. This this is completely unnecessary. You don't need the new... You don't even need the sex scene. No. There's plenty of... I really like it now. This stuff still happens, but there's... 
I feel like now this is kind of we've gotten away from this nowadays. Right. These kind of movies, yeah, they're different now. Genres evolve. But, like, we don't see scenes like this like we used to. No. Like, a, a new action, like John Wick, it doesn't have stuff like this in it, you know? Right. You don't You don't need this stuff. Right. You can just um, tell a good story without a gratuitous sex scene. I mean, like, <laughs> and, and you can have the two, like, attractive leads have sex. Yeah. Um, but, like, and, and you can even do a sex scene, but it doesn't need to be staged this way. No, it doesn't. I'll tell you one. I was disappointed with one thing with this sex scene. Okay. They should have been wearing those tribal masks that he bought. (laughs) He wanted two tribal masks. And he comes in and says, I'm here for my masks, a.k.a. sex. Uh Uh-huh. And she says, I have a surprise for you. I was wanting those masks. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) You know, I would have admired the scene a little more, to be honest with you. It would have been ridiculous. If it was in that, yes, if it was in that same style. Everything is the same as it is here, right, yeah. except she's wearing that mask. Like, she comes out of the bathroom with the mask on and uh-huh. disrobes or yeah. whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. And, yeah, I don't know. And in suit, <laughs> a nude Larry Fishburne in there with yeah, the mask. there you go. There, there it is. Now, now, you, now you've, you've, you've had both things, yep. equal time. There you go. And, and you know, everyone is and fine. And both masks. Exactly, yes. yes. <laughs> that, then, that, then that is okay. Uh, but, geez, man, I, I, I just, like, I'm so hyper aware of these things now because uh-huh. of, like, being educated... I, I I spent the first 99% of my life, you know, not seeing these things. Uh-huh. And now when it's just kind of like, when you're sad, when you have to chew on it, when you're watching a movie like this, mm-hmm. that that's a little older, you're kind of like, wow, it really was horrible. And yeah. like, <laughs> it, Victoria <laughs> Dillon, I, I, just, I just can't believe that, that, that she, she has talent, the chops to uh-huh. be a movie star. Uh-huh. And here she has to like you know she she's got a good role here and she's still like well well you're you're still a sex object yep still you know? the, the royal penis is clean exact, fish burn. exactly yeah. that's precisely it yep it's bullshit <laughs> you know yes wow I agree <laughs> wow okay tirade over yeah, yes let's talk about the end of the movie on the dock I guess <laughs> all right so what happens now. Like we've just said, Lawrence Fishburne's staying at this flop house kind of place, and there's a, a tenant that lives below him. This this woman who has a son who's always playing Game Boy, the big gray brick. I really yeah. loved seeing that. Uh-huh. And uh, but she's always you know cracked out. You know she's high all her t- all the time. Yep. And she's a bad mom. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne points that out to her, and she gets upset about it, and then offers. Her son to him for three thousand dollars. She tries to sell the kid. Yeah, yeah. This woman sucks. I've never seen that before in a no. movie. I mean, like, yeah, she does. And she's suck. like, fine, two thousand. Yeah, but no less. Right. He doesn't want your kid. What's wrong with you? Oh God. What's wrong with her is the drugs he's selling is making her like this. Yeah. Which they touch on a little in the movie, which is good. And it's not too heavy handed. Right. I don't think. Uh, but ultimately, she ends up dying, uh, probably for, from an overdose, mm-hmm. and then. He takes over custody of the kid, I guess, which we find out. That's the last shot of the movie. Him and Betty <laughs> now have the kid. Yes. <laughs> There's no paperwork it that we see. It doesn't, uh, yeah, like, where's the paper trail? I don't know. I mean, you know. <laughs> Did he, he pay her $2,000? Like, what happened? <laughs> right. Where's the receipt? He, hey, he, where's the receipt he, for this child? Exactly. That's right. I mean, I, I need to see that expense report, <laughs> Lawrence. You know, uh, oh, you paid two grand for a child? Yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's dead, and Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> knows uh, it's his fault. Uh-huh. And now he, they're going to go after the big fish now? Yes. They, they get 
now that they've killed Barbosa, is it Anton? Anton is, Gallegos. Yeah, he's the next. He's like the top of this pyramid, except for his politician uncle. Yes, Guzman is the top, and this guy's the lieutenant. Yeah, so uh, he shows up. He kidnaps him. He says, "You know, you killed Barbosa, and he owed me one point eight mil." Yeah. Now you owe me one point eight mil. You bought his debt, and you got three days. Mm-hmm. So they give him some money. And then they end up killing Anton in a movie theater. Yeah. I love seeing these villains in movie theaters, Dave. It's, I it's, appreciate it. It was a thing of the early 90s <laughs> that had, if you have Lawrence Fishburne in a movie, there's mm-hmm. going to be a villain he runs up against that has his own movie theater and is screening old films. Yeah. It's, I want to be that villain. <laughs> I mean, that's what I am now. I know. Like, exactly. But, but no one comes to like sell drugs to me or shoot me. That's right. You don't have armed guards <laughs> you know, like, like preventing any other viewers. Yeah, I don't have armed guards at Ronnie's 20. <laughs> <laughs> and Gallegos is a piece of shit. He's sitting there like, like it turns out he's kind of like, uh, he's he's a drug lord in name only. He's really just a child of privilege. Uh-huh, you yeah, know, he's pretty yeah. much like these little YouTube. This is what he does on shits. Saturday. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, he's like, he's sitting there in in the movie theater, and he's got like. Um, He's he's sitting in that in that strange way where, where you don't have your feet on the floor and like you're you're you got your legs crossed but one of them's in the air mm-hmm. and he's like taunting the screen and and you know saying what he would do in this situation and he starts talking shit when Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum walk in. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne very easily overcomes him mm-hmm. by uh, creating a diversion of the the metal briefcase. Yeah, uh, opened up saying you know like in front of him so he can't see the contents of the mm-hmm. briefcase. Saying here's what we're gonna give you. We're gonna give you this money, and he's hidden a gun in there. Mm-hmm. And then they take him out. Yeah, uh, he gets the gun out, shoots him, and then they take out the guards. Jeff Goldblum in a nice ninja move. Yeah, like grabs. It's a real judo technique from Goldblum. He does. He, like, grabs his guard's arm and, like, twists it back and shoots a, another guard running at him. It's pretty badass. Nice move, David. It's, Where'd you learn it's this? Pretty you were just badass. a little bitch a fucking <laughs> ten minutes ago. Excuse me, but he was, a, he, he, he was a crying, whiny baby a couple minutes ago. Now he's a ninja. Well, if you're six foot six <laughs> yes, and you're yes. super athletic... Um, okay, yeah. Maybe right, these things yeah. are in your wheelhouse, and you just never knew it, you know? You know, to get a body like that, you have to do jujitsu 12 hours a day. Absolutely. Yeah, so no I, question yeah. about it. Because he still has it. Yes. In 20, 2018, he still looks the same. I know. He's just a little gray. Yeah. That's it. I mean, he, he like, oh, wow. He is he is evergreen, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. He's a triangle on top of a triangle. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so so they end up killing Anton, and then uh, now now they meet with Guzman, right? Who's, yeah. Who's who's the leader? Right. He's a he's a South American politician. Yeah. Um, and he is actually friends with the current president. I mean, they they, they make mention of how he goes fishing with George Bush. Uh huh. Um, and like there was some money that like after they killed Gallegos and his gang, they they found that there was like a, a van. Oh, oh yeah, a van full of, full of money, hundred million dollars. So they're going to take this and like use it to make a deal with Guzman. That's the bartering chip here. Yeah. They, they said, well, we're, we're going to give you, we'll give you 80% of this money if you take the other 20% and invest in our synthetic cocaine mm-hmm. uh, operation. Yep. And Guzman takes the deal. Yeah. They, they test out the product and they immediately say yes. Is that true? Can you like do a drug and immediately be like, that's the best? Is um, that possible? I mean, I, maybe because I can bite it like a eat a burger and be like, "Ooh, that's the best." <laughs> like I can take a bite and be like, well, "Ooh, that's that's the best burger." 
I don't um, know. I don't know how cocaine works that way. I, I know that if, if it was Put weed. Put a little ketchup on it. Yeah. <laughs> like like marijuana takes some time to take effect. Yeah. like So it's not. I'm, well, actually, I, know I don't co- know. I don't know, though. I've never done it. I know cocaine affects you a lot faster than marijuana does. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah. And now that I think about like really good weed, it actually does. Like the first time you take a hit of it, you, you are kind of like, oh. You can probably you know? tell. Yeah. You can probably tell. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. Yeah. Sure. Um. So they agree to this. The van is on a crane and it comes down with the money. Pretty cool. And then this is where uh, David gives his speech about, you know, there's there's no black, white, whatever. It's just rich and poor. Yes, because Clarence Williams um, also is like tailing Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he is um, like radioing in for backup. Trying, you know, like like telling everybody, you know, hey, that there's some there's some shit going down right. over here, and then his the dispatch actually tells him, you know, that this Guzman has diplomatic plates, and there's no way you can make an arrest. Yeah, uh, but he's still gonna stand there and like try to do the right thing, get some shot at right in the body. Yep, you know, he, he tries to <laughs> he tries to arrest Lawrence Fishburne, and Jeff Goldblum shoots him. Lawrence Fishburne like raises his gun up. Yep, for some reason. Yep. Uh, and Jeff Goldblum sees this and is like, why didn't you shoot him? Uh, and then now that uh, Clarence Williams is on the floor bleeding to death, dying, mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne's like is like holding him, like saying it's going to be OK. Yep. And he's calling in backup like an ambulance right. on the walkie. Right. And Jeff Goldblum's like, what, what are you doing? What's yeah. wrong with you? And he tells him, I'm a cop. But I, so I guess he's been secretly undercover. Yes. On, on his own terms somehow. Now. Yeah. Because we thought he he just switched sides. I, I, did you uh, well? Did you think he did just give it all up and become a drug lord, or did you think all right he's playing some kind of secret game here where he's still a cop? I I didn't realize the first time I saw it. I thought he just became a drug lord. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, seeing it for the second time, I'm I'm thinking that like he tells Carver I quit, mm-hmm. but he doesn't say I'm quitting the force. I'm quitting the operation. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, he is still a police officer, so he can act as a police officer, I suppose. Okay. Uh, I can, Carver I can doesn't buy take his that. badge. I can buy know? that. Yeah. Well, I saw him hand him a, his gun or something, didn't he? I thought he handed him something. Yeah. I don't, I, well, I don't know. He, yeah. I, it, I'm sure he's got more guns if he's I, I'm a, sure. a drug it, dealer. Exactly. A drug like lord. His, yeah. his, his, his police issue is not the only gun he's got. Right. I don't need this thing anymore. <laughs> right. I've got better. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Jeff Goldblum is like, you know what? I don't care if you're a cop. Let's just go. Right. Come on, man. I know. This is it's, our it's, money. It's a cool scene. Yeah. I mean, like, like, cause it's, it's really well written because yeah, like Jeff Goldblum was like, you know, okay, so you're a cop, you know, uh, that, that's surprising to me. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm shocked by this news, but we're rich. Yeah. So let's go. Uh-huh. Let's follow this guy down to South America. And he mentions all the, all the spoils that they're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, he's almost like, do you want to live deliciously? Yes. You exactly. know, it's like the yeah, witch. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it does sound pretty Sign good. Sign this book here. Yes, let's right. go. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, he starts saying the Miranda rights. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to arrest David here on the dock. Yeah. And then they end up shooting at each other. Jeff Goldblum pulls out his gun. He fires his bullet like maybe about 14 minutes before Lawrence Fishburne pulls out his gun. <laughs> and then Lawrence Fishburne pulls his gun out and shoots David and and wins. I don't know how Jeff it, Goldblum missed this it's shot. It's a blue streak, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it is. It is. Yeah. 
Martin Lawrence taught him this technique. <laughs> I know it. He turns around psychically and fires a gun 10 minutes after he's shot at and wins. I, I can't explain <laughs> I you know, know how this goes down. It's it's because and it's weird that it's in more than one film. It's cool. I guess it's supposed to be cool. Is it cool though? Yeah, because I'm too cool, man. I can't, can't be hit. Can't hit me. You can't hit. I mean, like they are literally six feet from each other. I mean, I know. Yeah. Lined up parallel. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's. I don't. I don't know. If the gun actually propelled you backwards, you'd still hit this target. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, I I, I can't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> so he wins. <laughs> he wins. And then. Uh, he goes to this hearing about uh, the appropriateness of the operation they were doing. Right. Uh, like, like this is all settled down. Now we're in the, the postscript here, guys. We're at the end of the movie. And so there's this this big hearing with a uh, uh, like a bunch of judges or, or Sen- a Senate so, committee. Yeah, somebody's coming here to say, you know, you know, was were, was this really a good idea? Was this legal? You mm-hmm. know. And Carver Carver has to has to. Uh, like muscle himself onto Lawrence Fishburne and say, you know, this is what you got to say. Right. Otherwise you're dead. Right. Uh, you have to make me look good. You have to make the agency look good and say that this was the greatest operation ever. And it was totally justified. And if you don't do it, um, we're going to uh, arrest Betty on, on susp- on like, you know, money laundering and right. racketeering. Right. Because we know you're in love now. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. And <laughs> yes. it's the masks, dude. The masks. <laughs> right. So he goes up there. He starts saying all this stuff like, yes, you know, Carver is the greatest man I've ever met. Uh, the operation was the finest idea, you know, and I I, I think these guys deserve medals. He's just going on. Yes. He's really uh, laying it on yeah. thick. And then he presents like a video and it's of it's Guzman. It's Guzman like doing drugs and all this stuff. Um, he did make the agency look good, but the agency didn't want Guzman to get in trouble. So now he's kind of stabbed him in the back. You know, he he said what he'd say. He'd he'd make the agency look good, but he didn't say he wasn't going to turn uh, Guzman in. And and he's got everything covered mm-hmm. because like when when Carver laid out the terms, you know, Lawrence Fishburne said, "Okay, uh, I want this in writing, and I want my lawyer to look at it." Uh huh. So the guy gave him the terms, and it was make the agency look good, tell them I'm great. Yeah. It never said anything about, like, not exposing Guzman. Yes. So he managed to get that over. And, yep. you know, as all the dignitaries are there saying, oh, this is an outrage and blah, blah, blah. Give me that tape. I'm going to bury this. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, well, I'm sorry, but the tape's already been disseminated to all media outlets. And uh, uh-huh. uh, come here, Betty. Let's walk out with sunglasses on. Yeah. Because we are over on this thing. Well, we've got to take, you know, little. He had a name. I Ooh. can't remember. The kid. The Game oh, Boy. Yeah, His I'm name sorry. is Game Boy. Yes, That's exactly. what I'm call him. Yeah, ex- Game Boy, yes. Yeah. So she, he's like, all right, we've got to take Game Boy to the, the cemetery. Come on, let's go. Wait, who? What? Yeah. And then and then you get some kind of voiceover of, you know, we all make hard decisions sometimes. Like, right. Okay. Thank you. Credits. And he <laughs> he stole money from the, 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 the thing. Like he, he yeah. took he took a share of the money that was gonna like him and Jeff Goldblum were gonna share. Um, he's got it, and so like, Carver confronts him about it, like, "Where's that money?" Before he before he knees him in the stomach in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Hey, that's my business," <laughs> and, you know. So is he? I'm I'm guessing. I was like, Guzman's gone now. Um, the synthetic operation is not going to happen. Uh huh. 
and he is no longer involved in the drug trade. Right. Right. He is now back straight being a cop, right? I'm assuming that's what happened. I don't think he's a cop anymore. But is he a drug lord now? No. Okay. Um, he's not going to do any of those things. He's, right. he, he, and he, he leaves it really vague because he's at the grave site of Belinda, Game Boy's mother. Yes. <laughs> um, and he is, uh, like, in the voiceover narration, he says something about, like, $11 million. Uh-huh, and he's, uh-huh. he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, what would you do? Okay. And then he walks away, and you're like, okay, so are, are, is him and Betty and the kid going to just, like, go to gonna gonna leave the country and and you know just live i I don't don't know i don't know i mean it's the only thing you can do because you can't just put 11 million dollars in a mattress or a bank account that's true you can't um you know the the only thing you can do is 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 fly it somewhere where you know you can put it in different accounts and uh the logistics of this are not explained (laughs) it's okay (laughs) it's all right i'll accept it sure sure that's fine and that's the end of the movie yeah um, anything else you want to say about it? Um, so it's not about the movie. Okay. But it's, uh, it's another thing that I just think is important. Okay. Uh, the woman who played Belinda is, uh, an actor named Kamala Lopez. She actually has a different life, um, other than acting. She is very involved in like progressive causes. Okay. And she was given the Women of Courage Award from the National Women's Political Caucus in 2011. Okay. Um, she's also an award-winning documentary filmmaker. Um, so I was very impressed by that. Cool. Yeah. Um, Everyone should look into her. Right. Absolutely. And I, I do think that this movie has a lot of uh, good tension-filled scenes, especially the stuff between David and Felix. Um, yeah. Really, really good stuff. Really yeah. well-acted stuff. And this is some prime Jeff Goldblum and prime Larry Fishburne. Yeah. This is this is dynamite. Mm-hmm. Goldblum and Fishburne. Yeah. Uh, really good. Uh, so would you recommend the movie? Uh, yeah, I would. Okay. Um, I think it's a three star recommend. I will give it three stars and I'll recommend it. Uh, it was a light recommend, I think. Okay. I don't say I'd love the movie, but it's definitely a good movie. Yeah. So recommend it three stars and that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it. And most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. If you don't use iTunes, find us anywhere else you get a podcast. You know, it's pretty easy these days. Yeah. So, Or go to dudesonmovies.com and you'll find anything you need right there. And look for us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll just go Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And uh, we got a voicemail, Dave, 304-804-DUDE. Call and leave us your answer to the question of the week. And the question of the week, what is your favorite movie about undercover cops? Yeah. There's... Tons of them. Yes, you, you, you won't have a, to look far. There's a lot of it. You got so. some on the bottom of your shoe right now. Yeah. <laughs> Check the 90s. <laughs> That's right. So call in 304-804-DUDE. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on our month- monthly response show. And stay tuned next week when we do 2014's Nightcrawler, directed by Dan Gilroy and starring Jake Gyllenhaal. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. 